Hello and welcome to the Marks Ish Brothers podcast. My name is Joseph. I am Cam. Uh, and tune in this week as we talk about uh, some some news and uh, Nimona. But first, let's let's go into news. Um, I usually start, so why don't you start this time? You said you had some news to, to bring up. Uh, the only news I, I I can think of is the new trailer for Creator, the the Creator. Sorry, mm-hmm. as uh, made by one Gareth Edwards. Uh, I don't think he's made a film since Rogue One. I don't, and even that one is kind of complicated on what, on whether he, how much he directed it mm-hmm. because of Disney and rights and residuals and who and all that lovely stuff. So, so it's his n- new film coming this fall. Sci-fi it looks pretty epic. Also, surprisingly cheap, eighty-six million dollars. It looks yeah. Than, I, ju- I just saw that. Looks better than like most blockbusters coming out now, which like is our big studios just money laundering schemes. Who knows? <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. But uh that movie I think looks amazing. I'm yeah. very excited for that one. Me too. It's it's definitely climbed up my list. I feel like as the year has gone on, I'm like, oh, I'm just like that with Dune. Ugh. What what a good right. year for sci-fi, right? I mean, hopefully, and a good uh, year for, for cinema because who knows about next year? That that, that that that's a good uh, that's a really good trend 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 actually. Yeah. So, um, first little thing that I have that I just kind of found funny is so uh, Haunted Mansion was doing like their whole like press thing, and yep. they just hired like a bunch of random people to be stand-ins for the actors, and it just kind of looked goofy, and it really shows you that. Hey, executives don't make the money for these companies. It's the actors and the writers who make money for films. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my first bet. Um, I just was like, hey, that's kind of funny and sad that this is what <laughs> the studios are succumbing to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, okay, sorry. I noticed that that movie was directed is is was uh, directed by Justin Simeon, who's the writer and director behind Dear, Dear White People, the movie and the show. Really? That is fascinating. Yeah, I'm, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, hold on, Justin Simmons, Simmons, the name sounds familiar. I was like, oh, okay. And I, and I, <laughs> what are you doing here? And you meet him. And, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's good that he's getting a check from Disney, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to wait for he does more, because I think the series kind of got worse as it went on, but the movie's pretty, pretty good, so. Okay. Uh, my next little, little just thought is... Uh, I really appreciate actors being on strike mm-hmm. uh, because they really know how to sound intimidating. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, the, the one I, I just really want to highlight right now is uh, is Mark Ruffalo, yep. who, who had a, like a really good tweet. So like his tweet uh, was, while studio executives hang out in the billionaire boy summer camps laughing like fat cats, we organize a new world for workers. Hell yeah. And he, and he calls uh, for other actors to go into indie movies and exit the empire of billionaires. Hell which yeah. just makes me very happy. And I, 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 I love that for Mark Ruffalo. Um, I, I, I haven't really liked Mark Ruffalo as an actor, which might be a hot take. But yeah. he's, he seems like a cool person. I keep on getting this ad for uh, like climate change... Uh, I don't know stuff like like to stop it. Uh, and it's always Mark Ruffalo with 
uh, talking, and now with like the whole union stuff, I'm like, hey, you seem like a cool guy. Yeah, he's always been on the on the progressive side, even like with the elections, he's always been been like pro Bernie to start, and then obviously going towards whoever the Democrats run. But he's always, but he, he, I think starting off with Bernie is is always a good sign for me personally. So I'm like, yeah, because yeah, Bernie is compromise for someone like us, right? Yeah, of like, okay, yeah, yeah, he's still a Democrat ideologically. He's but he's, pro- like, he, he's he's better than most Democrats. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's more left wing than like pretty much anyone. So I'm like, yeah, that's the compromise. We'll start. We'll start, we'll start, start with that. And like, yeah, and, and, yeah, just, just just starting with with Bernie is a good sign. So yeah, Beth, Beth, he does that great, and he's he he, and he was at the um, uh, Standing Rock Reservation when that then that stuff was was going down. He, he's he's always, he's always like, he, to, he he puts his action where his mouth is. He, he doesn't yes. just say good things. He actually is like on the streets, like doing stuff. Well, and even today, like he retweeted some some something about the situation happening here in Winnipeg about um, the the landfill, whether there's the the bodies have been confirmed to be there, right? Or like uh, not those really confirmed, but it's like basically like yeah, the bodies are most likely going to be there. Uh, so okay, so for uh, most for our audience, uh, about fifty percent of it. More than fifty percent of it isn't from Canada. So, if okay. you so if you don't know, um, the city that we live in or are near, which is Winnipeg. Um, so, how do I say this? So basically, there's a landfill, which is most likely where uh, two bodies of Indigenous women uh, have been buried after like a serial killer killed them. Yep. Um, the government of Manitoba has refused to pay to have it searched for the bodies. Mm. Um, the federal government was like, you should do it, but they haven't done it. And the mayor of Winnipeg was like, no, like, I, like he doesn't want to do it. And he was like, we should get it. So anyway, so th- that, there's that whole thing. So uh, it's going to cost a lot of money to do. So no one wants to, f- to <laughs> foot the bill pretty much. Uh, right. Exactly. Uh, and so recently, like this past week, there's been protesters outside the landfill being like, hey, you should pay attention to us and you shouldn't just leave our, our, our sisters, our, our family, our, uh, our, uh, all that sort of stuff in a landfill just because mm-hmm. we're indigenous this is uh where it's ironic because canada's spent like 10 million dollars trying to look for those billionaires that blew up in a sub but we can't look for indigenous women that are from canada uh yeah. in ontario there, there's been like a three or four month search for a body in a landfill who's white but we can't look for an indigenous one person woman. well one, one person. person yeah and there's up to like four bodies i've heard and probably in the landfill so, so yeah, so so that's a that's a very short history. So again, if you're not from Canada, um, Canada's real racist. We're just better at hiding it because yeah. uh, we've killed off so much of the indigenous population that they don't really have much power to speak anymore. Yep. So yes, uh, Mark Ruffalo retweeting that is is, is <laughs> long a good story thing. short. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So fuck the Canadian government, fuck the Conservative government here in Manitoba because. Yeah. You're all racist fascists. Anyways, my next point. I'm not sure if you saw this, but I found this really fascinating. Um, and it, it kind of is a good parallel to what I was talking about last time with Bob Iger. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but Disney is like offloading a bunch of properties in the TV world. Did you see this? Mm, yes. Uh, so w- what I heard was so Foggy was saying that like like because they've done a lot of the movies for Marvel and then they kind of switched switch to, to TV and it made things a little, a little con- confusing and full mm-hmm. and distracting is what he, is the term that he used specifically distracting. And he said, "Oh well, like, we haven't really been in, in the TV w- w- world before," and then like all and like. And then I'm like, so Quark Craig, star of Agents of Shield, was, was like, uh, what? Because <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there was there, there, there were there were shows before the Disney Plus stuff that are kind of up in the air because like Daredevil's back in She-Hulk and is getting his own series coming, um, who knows when? Um, <laughs> it's that that one was f- filming before the writer strike happened, so who knows about that? But like, yeah, there, there's been TV stuff before, but it's, now it's kind of up in the air. But yeah, so, so, so they're, they're, they're trying to streamline. All that stuff, stuff at Marvel, which is probably a good thing, because there's, there's been a lot, and stuff, stuff like is costing like there's like some like budget budgets that have been re- reported about like She-Hulk and Ant-Man: The Last Quantumania and all these other shows. I'm like, how many shows not need to cost this much money? Like, mm-hmm. and you can't even see, see, see the money it, on a lot of these projects. Yeah, well, so there's that, but like uh, the other thing that he uh, mentioned was selling. Uh, TV network. So he was mentioning selling Ooh. ABC, for example, um, okay. and FX, which is huh. really interesting. And then he was also looking at uh, uh, selling like half of ESPN. Hmm. So like, I, I, I like going into it with like a, a third party, right? Which I thought was fascinating. That like, like, are they losing that much money that they're <laughs> needing to sell off all these assets? I don't know. I just, I find it to be interesting that Disney has been like so keen on building up this empire that now like selling stuff just seems very against what their business model has been for so long. So oh, um, maintaining maintaining a large empire costs a lot of money. Just ask any empire. emperor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I just felt that that was kind of an interesting thing and something to watch out for. Just mm-hmm. see what's going to happen with uh, like Disney properties like that. Yeah, because like, and like FX has has done a lot of like like groundbreaking stuff. Like, like well, even like most recently, like The Bear. Yeah, which is probably the best show on TV now that Better Call Saul is wrapped. Like, I'd say it's probably one one of the better better shows. I'm I'm currently hooked on season one. I don't want to stop. Season, yep. season two, season, season two is coming to Canada pretty soon. But uh, two days, two days. Okay, great. Yep, very excited for that. Uh, all right, I have one last little bit of news that I think that you will find interesting. I want to see your reaction to this. So, uh, the Stanley Kubrick estate has approved a Doctor Strange Love stage adaption from Armando uh, Inanucci. Inanucci, yeah. Well, uh, did you see this? I, yes, I did. Um, Inanucci is behind, oh, geez, a show or something? That was, that was Veep. Really good. Veep, yeah. So that that sounds fun. Yeah, because Veep, a very political show. It's well, but, but Veep, the White House, like the Vice President, yep. played by Julia Louis Dreyfus. Damn, what a sorry, what a what a what a woman I say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she is so that person energy is now going to be us doing a yeah a stage play. That that was weird. I'm like I can see it. A I think it, play. I think it could be kind of cool. Honestly, I hope I hope it gets filmed so I can watch it because that because like I love Doctor Strange. I think that was my first Kubrick film, one mm-hmm. of my favorites. Also, Dreamcasting to replace um, 
George T. Scott is Tim Robinson. <laughs> if if you look at George T. Scott in that movie, he makes the like the, almost the exact same fa- fa- facials, facial references or like facial acting as Tim Robinson does in most of his show. Uh, that, that could be interesting. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm not intrigued. 55 nukes, 55 nukes, 55 bombs. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, well, that's interesting. Well, anyways, that's all the news I have, um, which leads us into the movie of the week, which is Nimona. Why don't you give us some fun facts? All right. Nimona is directed by Nick Bruno and Troy Quain? Quan? Quain. Uh, stars Chloe Grayson Retz, Riz Ahmed, Francis Conroy, and Eugene Lee Yang. Originally produced under Blue Sky Studios, which was under 20th Century Fox, and then was bought by Disney. It was part of that whole whole merger. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it's a very queer story. has a lot of LGBT elements, which we will be t- touching on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was shelved by Disney, and then Netflix was like, okay, great, we will, we, we will buy it and distribute it. And it sounds like it's doing, been, doing, been doing good. It's Top five on Letterboxd right now, and it's pretty sure it's top ten on the platform, and 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 it's already been been a week since release, so doing good so far, I think. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, like this, I I want to delve a little more deeper into like the sort of hell that it went through. So mm-hmm. like yeah, like basically it was made by Blue uh, Sky, uh, bought by Disney. Disney was like, yeah, we'll release it, and then they're like, mm, actually, we don't. It's a little too gay. <laughs> And then they were just going to basically, when it was 75% created, they're like, meh, maybe we'll just stop, not make it. Uh, and I think it was in like May of 2022, Netflix bought it and was like, yeah, we'll release it in 2023. Mm-hmm. And they were able to finish it there. And now it is is here. And Netflix has been kind of doing like, ha ha, look at Disney. They suck. Uh, <laughs> which is fair. Um and this is also uh, based off of a graphic novel, just as right. a uh, another added element. But uh, yeah, why don't we start with like more of the technical elements and then get into the story? Because I feel as though the themes are definitely kind of the strongest part of this. But uh, we can yeah. talk about the technical aspects. What did you think of like just like the design of the animation, that kind of thing? I loved the um, the style. It, it felt very comic booky. Mm-hmm. I love this whole like two and a half D that's been happening since Spider Verse, where like. It's it's almost like two D characters in a three D world, but also mm-hmm. like blowing the lines between two and three D. It's great. Te- textures are great. I love the world. I love the whole medieval stuff with the t- techno future stuff. It feels very Overwatch, which is a great game that I play occasionally. Um, <laughs> we have yeah, you have people with swords and shields, and also hey, you also have people firing laser laser guns, and there's robots and there's laser well, crossbows. Exactly. Yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, I just loved the style and yeah, exactly that. The two D and the casting cast was good too. I like Chloe Grace Moretz. Also, she's openly queer, so that's pretty cool to have that, that to have that casting as well as the lead mm-hmm. role. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I will be honest. I didn't love the animation style. There's that <laughs> I don't know. I I liked parts of it. Parts of it seemed a little too. Like rag dolly, where like if they even if the character wasn't moving, they were still moving, right? Uh, which I don't know, maybe that's a little. Nit- that, I'll be honest, that's a little nit- nitpicky and, and a little yeah. a little critical of me. But hey, I I, I I I I'm a movie critic. I gotta criticize something. Yeah, uh, yeah I I thought that uh, well, like you said, 
the setting and the world building I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. The I do really like the way that they they meld the sort of medieval with the the future. I think it's it's very inviting and it really makes you want to live in this world and experience it and really sets a really like enticing stage mm-hmm. for this movie to be played on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to read a, uh, do you want me to read a summary for the movie before we uh, get more into the, the themes and stuff? Sure. Uh, do, do you want to, or I can, or you, you can. Okay, great. So yeah, it starts off with, with the military kingdom or medieval kingdom, the world glorith this, person kills this monster uh thousand thousand years later everything's all good and you got you got some knights that are doing things uh, things and yeah this new knight baluster or ball mr balls <laughs> mr balls <laughs> <Yeah>. baluster <laughs> and golden loin see they, they whether that works do you get it because they're gay so yeah you've you've balls and balls and loins here who are knights and lovers and that's cool i like the at first, when I saw them like put together on on screen, I'm like, oh, they're gonna be like rivals, and oh, never mind, they're just gay. Yep, and I, and they're I lo- lovers. I lo- love that they lo- lovers and fighters, as the kids say. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so then, um, as Rizamed is about to get the become the main knight, but he's not from a he's a, he's a lower class guy, so it's a little controversial. So. He he gets his sword, and then the sword goes off, and he kills the queen, which is a big sad, and he goes to jail. Big yep. sad. Can't kill and the queen. Then, That's not good. And then he meets, meets Nimona. He's like, hey, let's be friends. Or she's like, hey, let's, let's be, be friends. And he's like, okay, sure, go off, I guess. Mm-hmm. They break some things. They have a good time. And then they eventually, I guess, save the kingdom, find a pawn pending a few steps but yeah, whether there's a plot twist if they actually saved it dun, dun, dun. there will probably be spoilers so uh, yes go go watch the movie before you watch uh, yeah. or listen to this review uh, uh, go ahead so i'll say for now we can touch it into more points later. well yeah that's all i'll say now i guess we can or or, 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 or do we go into spoilers now or uh let's just say there probably will be spoilers I, I, okay. i'm not good at gatekeeping <laughs> what, what i say the movie happens and plot happens yeah um all right, uh, my my first thought that I have written down here, when the queen was talking, when she was knighting uh, the old bal- b- balls, Ballister, uh, I was like, this seems kind of pro-capitalism, because it was mm-hmm. like, if, if you work hard, then I, 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 you start from nothing, you'll you'll become a knight, just like Mr. Balls here. Yeah, but up by your bootstraps. Yeah. But that 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 seemed to to change a little over time. Uh, but I will say uh, it, it doesn't completely go away. So I will say this is still not a revolutionary film in that sense. Mm-hmm. But it's not as pro capitalist as I thought, um, yeah. because it kind of. So after the queen is killed, what I think it does a really good job of is show how like a police state is implemented mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what are your thoughts on that it seems like you have some something to say yeah i do like how it like again it's it's like on the cups cusp of being really based yeah um it doesn't quite reach it but again it's better than like most movies now yeah um so <laughs> which which gives us more ground to criticize it because like you could have been like you could have been yeah. good right like you're you're, yeah. you're you're almost there <laughs> yeah like, you, you could have been five stars you could have been whatever but like again, like because then the whole thing is like, oh well, like if if I just fight this one person, like 
if I just get, get the director, like, is, is, is it the director or is it the whole system? Yeah. And they, they almost come close to doing that. But then at the end, it's not really quite, quite clear. Yeah, they never vocalize. Because, <laughs> like, uh, Nomono's always like, hey, the system is fucked. Let's destroy the yeah. system. And Ballister's like, nah, there's just one bad person. Just, there's, there's a few bad apples. Yeah. It's like and and, and the, the, neither of them are really proven right or wrong. Yeah. It, you can definitely tell how Disney would have loved it because they could have done, done like could have done the whole like oh woke LGBT stuff, but also like propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> or, well, propaganda probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like but, like a good old onward. Yes, but like even what I found really interesting was like the whole like so like I said like uh, as soon as the queen is killed. They're like start putting up like these warning signs, like oh, like there might be a, like a police lockdown. And then when they're trying to find Ballister, they'll like have almost like the screen set up from the Dark Knight, where it's like <laughs> they could see the whole city with like facial recognition. Yeah. And you're like, hey, maybe the cops shouldn't have that much power to just like see everything that's going on, uh, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, what I found really funny, this is kind of going back to uh, that that scene, is that there was a, I'm not sure if you noticed this or if you've seen the movie, but there's a Total Recall reference. I've not seen Total, Total Recall. Well, you should go watch that. And uh, But basically, when they're in the train, uh, you like see like this advertisement for a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and then it like, pans out. That's basically, well, it's very similar to uh, what happens in Total Recall. In a, in a train, so I, I just thought that okay. was kind of interesting. Good old Paul Paul Verhoeven reference. Well, you, you gotta do it if you're doing some sort of sci-fi. Exactly. Um, yeah, wh- why don't you talk about like some of the LGBTQ plus elements of this movie? Yeah, definitely. So Nimona is a quote-unquote a monster. Um, mm-hmm. She shapeshifts. And some of the stuff is really on the nose, but like not too much where it's like it doesn't feel like force. I I do hate people use that term to whenever to talk about representation, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's pretty much she's a, a shapeshifter and she can shapeshift into any 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 creature, any person, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of, of gender, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then talks about and then like there's a lot of like conversations of like oh like why don't you just hide it? Why like wouldn't it be easier for you if you just be a girl now? And then, and then, like, and then you get to a uh, uh, standard of like for her, this is just who she is, mm-hmm. and it's part of her identity. It's part of what she does. Yeah, and, and like uh, ca- calling her a monster doesn't really solve anything. Yeah, and yeah, and there's a lot of like propaganda el- elements mm-hmm. of it, and like when you when you get the whole back backstory story for her, I, I almost started tearing 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 up a bit because you see her and. Who was who was actually? Why well, don't well, you spoil that for for, for the audience? Full spoilers in three, two, one. Glorith and and Nimona are gay, kind of. Yeah. Um, and, so, and they and they were friends, and she doesn't actually defeat the monster. It was just a lie. Yeah, it was all propaganda. Yeah. So the real monster was bigotry and hatred. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the so, real monster is the people that we destroy along the way. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so again, monsters aren't really real. It's just, well, yeah, it's just, again, it's mostly propaganda and the Patri- Patriot Act. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, well, even what I thought it was interesting, so uh, in this city, 
they've built like a wall around themselves to keep monsters out. And I was like, that seems like a reference to Donald Trump and his wall that he was building along the Mexican border, yep. where you're like keeping anyone who you're uh, scared of away. And and I, I basically that is what this movie is about. It was about like prejudice and bigotry and how hey maybe that's what's bad. Yeah, even and, though like, even though the problem they're talking about isn't really there or it's yeah. not even a problem. Yeah. Like I, I well, I, I, like Mona is ultimately a fine person. Yeah, just misunderstood and abused, <laughs> which makes her act out, which is fair. Yeah, I would too if I was oppressed under a system like that. If you're hanging out with your friend one day, like a bear, and then yeah. all of a sudden people are like, "Hey, you can't do that." And start beating you up, yeah, I'd probably be able to kill angry. you, and we're gonna kill you, and shoot spears and and rocks and bow and arrows at you. Yeah, hey, don't do that. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was really interesting. There's definitely parts of the story that I thought were a little predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I thought it was, it was like good for a, a kid's story. I thought it was like pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we, uh, some of my criticism might be a little much for a movie that is aimed at. <laughs> children um yep. i think i think this is a very good sort of place if you have kids or you have like nieces and nephews or something if you want the, to like discuss stuff like lgbtq plus rights and stuff like that or even just like i don't know hey don't be racist the, the, yep. this is a, a good sort of movie to start those sort of conversations with a younger audience Mm-hmm. Um, I will say again, this will be another spoiler, but I thought the part where she like almost commits suicide was a little scary. Yep, uh, I was like, it's hey, definitely like a, <laughs> that, it's, that should be for kids. Yeah, but, it's, a, it's a, sorry, it's a, more more of a PG thirteen. Yeah, than a PG like it's like I, if you if you have like young kids, maybe skip over that part. Yeah, and like I think nowadays like PG thirteen movies are really weird, weird because like you have movies like Marvel that like they know the kids watch. Also, like they're trying to age with the audience, and it's really weird, and it's really like, does it work? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or I, I think they 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 managed to do it since um, Endgame. Disney. Well, well, since Disney bought Marvel, they yeah. bought Marvel in like Sorry. the 2010. Yeah, no, 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 but, but, but like with the whole like balancing like kid stuff with or like, mm, sorry, word salad. <laughs> um, but fair. like it's it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a Monday evening. That's all. Good. It's it's hard to balance the the whole like epic epic scale and also the stuff for kids because like so, sometimes I see, like when I go see these movies in theaters, I'm like oh they're they're like very very, very young kids here, so I'm like oh do 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 do, do I want them seeing this violence because um, I'm like I, I guess some parents some some parents it's fine or it's like okay we'll just take our, take our, our, our kids to see the movie because it's a movie and franchise. But so like, oh, PG thirteen means probably thirteen about. Yeah, they can understand morals and stuff like that. But yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what do you have any more uh, sort of thoughts on on elements of this movie? Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. The, the whole suicide thing was a little because uh, we know like in or, or, or around the world that like. LGBT people, specifically trans people, have a lot higher of suicide rates yep. because of not being accepted 
being forced to be a gender that they are not. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to, yeah, being able to, being forced to present, to, to present that sort of way, even the de- detransition, like, it's it's a very tough world for mm-hmm. trans people out there. And well, a- anyone who's, who is queer, but yeah, yes, especially trans but like, people right but, now. Yeah, but like, so many people who, like, who can't mask it. Like, yeah. there are people who are bi and who are ace or whoever who can, like, they don't, they don't, like, or, or like, or just are able to, to, to present a certain straight path who are able to pass as mm-hmm. some, something that, or as pass as not, as not queer, for example. Yeah. 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 That's fair. I, I think this movie does do a good job. And I hope, I hope that like its success will signal to, well, like Disney, whose past few movies where they're keep on being like, this is our first gay character. And they <laughs> showed absolutely no one gay. And then those movies flop, and they're like, "Well, it's because the the woke mob, or or like, uh, what, what, like no one wants to go see woke movies or anything. Like, so, like that, that's what you what you hear, right? Yeah. But Lightyear's so, uh, too woke. No, yeah. Lightyear is just bad. Actually, it's just bad. Yeah, like like uh, that's like literally what you hear from like right wing people. It's like, uh, that, yeah. they're failing because they're too woke. Well, this movie has like very gay characters, and it's one of the most successful movies Netflix has ever had." Most yeah. likely from the from what they're saying, so uh, like, <laughs> oh, what, what do you have to say about that now, huh, Ben Shapiro? Like, <laughs> well, well, actually, it depends on the. <laughs> oh, what a my, dweeb! I, I, that's I, my lore accurate Ben Shapiro imp- impression. Yeah. Impression. Uh, well, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I I hope that we get to see more kids movies that are like this because I think it's good for the community it's good for bringing awareness it's it's good for normalizing stuff that should be normalized especially when like well what we're talking about last week in in more winkler area where like stuff like sexual education which should be good like you should be able to know about your body i think that's a good thing but that's being uh like the, the people are wanting to ban the books that are teaching people about their bodies which I think is is wrong and, and a fascist approach to things, and so we need more movies like this, which brings awareness to what has not been normalized in the past. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that's my thoughts. Uh, do you have any last thoughts before we give it a little, little review? Uh, yeah, it, it's good. Check it out again. It's a little mature for for kids in movie, so if you, uh, if you're so just a, a little warning. Some kids might be able to be able to handle it, and, that, and that's okay. Let's, maybe, let's... maybe watch it beforehand if your kids are sensitive. If you have kids, exactly. Yeah. But anyways, I'm gonna give this a thumb up with another thumb mostly up. Yeah, I'd give it about the same. I gave it four stars on my letterbox. Spoiler alert for people who follow me there. Yep. Follow at Cam Class and at Joe West. Yep, that's us. So if you want to see us talk talk about my movies. Through not on that microphone, just the microphone of our phones, I guess, or on our keyboards. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but that now uh, gives me a perfect segue into the letterbox game. Oh God, I I, I came prepared this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. Oops. Are Are you ready? Uh, yes. Okay. Be. Perfect. All right. The first one. See something, slay something. Second one. Michael Scott voice. It's going to be metal. <laughs> Third one. I would do a lot of dumb shit to impress Nimona. 
Fourth one. They're so Raven and Beast Boy coded. Oh. Which one did I do? I want to say number two. Which one was that? Michael Scott. You are correct. Let's go back back on top. Let's go. We never we never <sighs> left. I I, th- I thought that one would get you. I don't know. I, I may, maybe I just have done too many Michael Scott. The office jokes in my in my lifetime, and, and you figured me out. It's because it's because we we we, we just watched Asteroid City, so Steve Carell is fresh, fresh, fresh on your your, your brain. Well, you know how my brain works better than I do, so I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, uh, do you have any recommendations for this week? Oh, what did I watch recently? I watched The Mission, great film. Okay, eighty six. Uh, Jeremy Irons and Robert De Niro. It's about um, a treaty. Uh, uh, um, well, it's, it's, it's about a mission. Like it's like basically indigenous people in South America. Like it is like under France, uh, Spain, and Portugal colonialism. Spain mm-hmm. didn't have did, didn't allow, allow slavery allegedly, and Portugal did. And then so basically there there were these missions that people would 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 go to on the Spanish side of the side of the forest, and and then like they they they'd be safe from slavery, and they'd be able to learn about GGGGS in a Usually non-violent uh, way, um, mm-hmm. so it's about Jamie Irons and Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro is a former former slave trader, um, but goes and seeks penance, helps out Jamie Irons. They get they, they they become friends, and then Spain's like, "Hey, Portugal wants us. <laughs> Portugal wants to do more slavery, so we're gonna need to close close this mission." And then. Robert Dino and Jeremy Irons say, uh, bet. Robert Dino's <laughs> like, how about we freaking kill him? And Jeremy Irons like, but, 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 but Vounce is bad. I mean, Vounce is bad. We need to, we, we need to pray. And Robert Dino's like, great. That's, Robert Robert Dino's like, great. You pray. I'm going to fuck some guys up. <laughs> it's like, he does, but like, it doesn't end well. Spoiler alert, because colonialism didn't happen here. Uh, <laughs> did, sorry, did happen here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, or it happened there actually, because I'm not from South America. Can't speak to that, that, that experience, but the movie is very good. Um, and uh, I got and I got it from the uh, Isai Morales on Letterboxd Mission Impossible. That was one one that he recommended, so I watched it. Nice. Where did you watch it on? On Canopy, which I get through the, the library. Nice. In, in <laughs> so it, it's weird how some services for l- l- libraries work, because like I'm pretty sure I, I'm still kicking on that one through Winnipeg. But like I haven't been asked to like renew my card, but mm-hmm. another service that I had through the library that, that that year, it was just gone. I couldn't access it anymore. So I'm just oh. riding this canopy train until it stops. Well, so. there you go. I mean, hey, yeah. it's a great free streaming service. So exactly, uh, keep as long as you can. Uh, my recommendation, because the new season's coming out soon, is only murders in the building. Ooh. Um, have you seen this one? I have not. I've, I started it, but then I got and then I got distracted. That's fair. It's it's a great show. For those who don't know, it stars uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Uh, basically, they are a bunch of people who live in an apartment building. There's a murder, and they start a podcast to try and figure it out. And they might become suspects along the way. And it's just it's a funny murder mystery. I think it's a great time. It's perfect for the summer. It's come out uh, for the past few summers, and I just always had a good time with it. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a, a good, good old murder mystery. Uh, I think all of the actors have really good chemistry with each other. Selena Gomez is very funny, and yeah, 
That, uh, that's my recommendation. Really? I I haven't watched a whole lot of movies other than this one that we just reviewed and Reservoir Dogs, which I wasn't a huge fan of, which might be a hot take. I still I still need to watch it. I know Hunter, well, one of my friends and guests, has been watching some more Tarantino recently. He watched Kill the Kill Bill Part One. So. Well, maybe we can talk about a, another uh, one of his movies at some point. That could be interesting. Anyways, yeah, uh, uh, that's been our episode this week. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time when we talk about uh, something. Bye-bye now.